What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. I'm Mike. I'm Dave. And with us is yet another Mike. <laughs> Mike the Angry... I almost called him the Angry Dwarf. Mike the Angry <laughs> Wizard is with us again. He's taller than both of us. I know. <laughs> Sorry, John. I think it's Hank the Angry Dwarf is what I was thinking yeah. of from Howard Stern. Yes, that's what you were thinking of. <laughs> that is all you were thinking of. Stop. <laughs> but anyhow... Uh, Today's topic is uh, love and hate because uh, we're coming up on uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Well, my initial idea was shot down. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell them what your initial idea was. My initial title for this episode was going to be Songs to Bump It To. But when I brought the topic up, Mike just stared at me and goes, I don't listen to music when I have sex. <laughs> so it was going to be me just talking about how I fuck <laughs> with, a, with a music in the background and him just staring at me confused. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, we'll, we'll get this going. This one started here. Uh, the first song is, uh, I think it's yours, Dave. Yes. It's always by Kill, Squi- Kill Switch Engage. Which I know you don't have a huge, like, love with. Nah. nah. Same. I, eh? I have a pro, like, I was not a huge fan in the beginning. Yeah. And then I heard about how the band was as a group mm-hmm. and how they worked together. And I fell in love. I fell in love with the writing style. I fell in love, especially with this singer. This is Jesse Leach. Yeah. Their first and third singer. You know, he, he's got an amazing voice. This is before he had uh, surgery for polyps on his throat. Okay. He had the chance where he knew going into songs like this. That he was damaging his voice and he was going to need surgery. Yeah. So he was worried that he'd never be able to sing again. So he gave it a little extra. He uh-huh. gave he put his soul into it. Okay. And after after going through surgery and correcting everything, he's now able to sing and everything's better. But th- this song to me is, uh, it's amazing. It, it has this longing in it. I never I never had a problem with kill the. Kill switch engage. Why is it so hard for me to say? I don't know. It's like Seamus Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I find that completely easy to say. I know we didn't talk about this. <laughs> we talked about it last time. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, yeah. just the last the I last episode. I don't was... know what we talk about on the podcast. I was here don't... for this. We yeah, oh, need to right. talk about it. You talked to my dad in Puerto Rican street gang, wanted to name me <laughs> oh, Cuchillo. Right. My mom wanted to name me Seamus because my parents don't understand names. Yeah. All right, so Seamus Sanchez, I can say, kill switch, engage, I can't. Wow, I almost screwed it up again. Yeah, I know. Are you Terrible. okay? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so the, these guys, I mean... They're they're one of those bands that they don't like getting rid of members. They don't fight publicly. Yeah, their singer, their initial singer Jesse Leach, left in before their their first album really hit big. Just so he could deal with his mental health, he was having right. like complete breakdowns, anxiety. So he left, and they got Howard uh, Howard Jones. Yeah, and then then you didn't you say that the they invited him back? Is this is this the Howard wanted to branch out and do his own thing, and the band's like, okay. Yeah. And then when they were, they they didn't announce it to the public, but when they talked to their friends, one of the people they talked to was Jesse and said, he said, I think I'm ready to come back. Yeah. And they're like, yes, come back. Yeah, yeah. And he came back, he did uh, two albums, um, this album and Incarnate, and then when Howard's band Light the Torch was... Up and running, they were they were planning on doing a tour together, and since they were going to tour together, he's like, "Why don't we do a song together?" 
and they did a song together. Oh, that's cool. All right. They're all friends. They they tour. They've toured together. They hang together. They've guested on each other's stuff. Yeah. Um, my favorite my favorite kill switch engage fact is that their guitarist Adam was on the Price is Right and won the car, <laughs> and then couldn't before, afford for the taxes before the band or after nope. the band. Why couldn't he afford the taxes? He's a working man. Oh, he just couldn't afford the taxes, so he ended up not getting the car. Yeah, all right. It's it's interesting. And this song for me is um, my friend Samantha and her husband. um, They they use this as their wedding song. This is their like their big song. Really? They they they're huge Jesse Leach fans. They're friends with him. They loved it. Um, Yeah, the the two of them. Uh, Samantha and Will are huge into Killswitch. They were huge into into this song, and this was this and the acoustic version of "Dig Up Her Bones" by uh, <laughs> by Michael Graves. Yeah, he, yeah. The Misfits never did it acoustic. Yeah. So this song always stuck with me as being super emotional. Um, it's the idea of being left behind. Uh huh. Um, as someone who's dealt with a lot of sadness and. That feeling is always there. Like, what do you leave behind? Who do who do you leave behind? Longing for you, mm-hmm. and just that feeling was always there, and it made me like this song always strikes that with me. What does that mean? Like, you're afraid that no one's going to remember you? No, no. I just want I want people to know that even though I may be gone, I remember them because oh. I remember every face I've ever seen. Right. Which has come up recently in very funny ways. Okay. People walk up to me like, "Oh, I don't think you remember me," and then I call them out by name and talk about what they like. Well, you also, I, I you also said the guy, the face. one guy, the ambulance guy, said that he knew you, and then you showed <laughs> yeah. me a picture of a wrestler, and I was like, "Holy shit!" What's his he name? finally noticed that I look like Kevin Owens. Oh god! <laughs> uh, an ambulance driver said to me the other day, "You look like somebody famous." I went, "Is is it Kevin Owens?" Well, you know, every time we watch the pay per views on Discord together, you're never on when Kevin Owens is on screen. Oh shit! I'm busy. <laughs> and then you just happen to. Come I'm also back. a foot shorter and like fifty pounds heavier. <laughs> Do you think if I was in that kind of shape, I'd be here hanging out, eating empanadas? Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. I still would. But yeah, the song just touch touches my heart in a I weird place. I don't want to know what it touches. <laughs> no, no, that's a different list. <laughs> Things that touch me in places. I'm telling you, that list would have been hilarious. Because <laughs> the initial idea was just going to be Cotton Eye Joe over and over again. Oh, gross. <laughs> just under different names. It's just going to be Cotton Eye Joe, Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> oh, jeez. That and Dio lock up the wolves. <sighs> Back in the Saddle by Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, none of that's on this list. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, my first, I, I can tell you guys aren't digging the Kill Switch. No, I, I don't not like them. I just don't listen to them. Yeah. It's like like this song. Go ahead. Mike. No, no, go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. This song didn't bother me. Okay. It was a song. <laughs> it's, it's a song. It had a beginning, it, it a middle, was, and an end. Yeah. It was on there. It's like a kid doing a book report. I dislike book they didn't it. read. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. It yeah, had words. It's just Kill Switch. Right. The thing is, like, for me, personally, like, when Kill Switch came out, I was already kind of moved on from listening to a lot of heavy stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it turned into, like, everybody, like, I'm sure you guys do it, too. Like, you have the stuff, the heavier stuff you used to listen to back in the day. You move on from the genre or, you know, you move on to other stuff. But you'll still go back and listen to the old the old oh, stuff. Yeah. But it was like, I'm like, I'm not saying it was, a, again, I'm not saying it was a bad song. There's anything wrong with it, but it just didn't. It doesn't sit it that didn't way grab with you. Me. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I don't expect anyone to feel the same way about yeah. what I listen to. But I always think, like, when you listen to this words, and yeah, if you listen to the words. I know. It has a feeling of this, this, 
bleak longing. Like, yeah. Like, I just want you to know that I will always think of you. Okay. Thanks. And I'll Thanks, be. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> You're not seeing this, but there's flowers being handed over right now. Yes. Flowers and a little chocolate rose. It's not a rose. It's my butthole. <laughs> I did castings when nobody was looking. So to move on, we actually come to the first actual like love-ish song. And by love-ish, I mean completely not a love song. <laughs> this is the most painful song I think I've heard. It's Here Comes the by Butch Walker. This is the breakup song nobody wants to hear. Mike has to explain. I, didn't, I it, Oh, my God. Yeah, this, no, this was mine. And I actually put this one on there for you, why? Mike. It's freaking Pink doing the harmonies with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, <laughs> there goes Mike's attention span. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like, well, <clears throat> once I saw the uh, subject for the uh, for, for the list, uh, yeah. the first thing I thought of love hate, I was like, oh my god, I'm just gonna have to put freaking love hate songs on here. Well, you like, don't have to. No, it's... no, I'm like blackout in the red room. Why do you think they call it dope? And well, we what, what yeah, we do. I, no, I, <laughs> I really would have hit him with a rolling pin if he had done that. <laughs> we but, do. What we do. We do. Dave and I have, have have spoken about this. It's the interpretation we have. Like, of if you list. look at these songs, he has. Well, we'll get to what his songs are. Yeah, and my songs are completely out. Like when we send it to each other, he looked at it. And he went, "Oh, I went a completely different direction." Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I I enjoy the not only the songs but the interpretation that you take into the into the title. Right, and with like I, like honestly, Butch Walker has a thousand and one song like. Ball- I can't even call them ballads, mm-hmm. but heartache, heartbreak songs, love yes. songs, whatever. This one I put on uh, because I know when you guys do the playlist on it, I think the freaking video is freaking hysterical uh-huh. for it. Because if you, act, I don't know if you watch it or not, but the guy basically his girl dumps him and then he has a relationship with a mannequin. <laughs> okay, I didn't watch the video. I didn't watch the video either. Yeah. But this because I, I, I'm very much when it comes to the music, I, it's all about what I hear. Right. But um, and this got this got me. Yeah. I was I was like, why would you do this? I, actually, almost every one of your songs, I'm like, why would you do this? Yeah, you 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 went very uh, both of us kind of went. We went in different directions. I was like Valentine's Day. Let's do some you know. Yeah. Oh, Valentine's Day. You probably have a very songs. happy, healthy thought of Valentine's Day. All right, I don't. I hate Valentine's. Day. I do but... too, and I hate it to the nth degree. Like, okay. My wife and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We get our son chocolate and whatever, yeah. but. If you're not doing that year round, you're you're not doing it. Right, like exactly. Said, it doesn't get better uh-huh. on one day. So, when I think of Valentine's Day, I think of all the bad shit that happens. <laughs> like I've had some horrible Valentine's days, uh-huh. and that's dude, all I think of. Dude, I spent I spent a Valentine's Day at a billiards hole with a good friend of mine because she didn't have a boyfriend, I didn't have a girlfriend, and we sat there by ourselves and ate sushi and watched and played pool. That was the a, only my only um, point of contention with that is sushi because I don't like sushi. Well, yeah, whatever. but everything else that sounds like fun. Oh, it was yeah. fun, but it was it was both of us going. It was the, the an, it was your anti Valentine's Day. What the date. fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> One of my favorite Valentine's days was actually 2013. Uh-huh. I was not with Jenny. Right. I was not dating anybody. I went with my friend Chris to go see Testament in the city. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. <laughs> it was the best day of my life. It, it literally, my, I, I ran into a girl that I thought was dating somebody I hadn't been talking to in a while. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, where's your little, where's your little boyfriend? She goes, oh, you didn't know we broke up. I go, oh, then I don't have to talk to you anymore. And I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I could not dislike a person as much as 
the second worst person I've ever met as far as friends, girlfriends, or, or mm-hmm. spouses. She was so vapid. And she was like, oh, I'm here as a photographer. Cool. Walked away. Did not give a shit. <laughs> I'm here as a photographer? She worked, what does that mean? She was, a photo- she was a rock photographer. Yeah. So oh, like at the, the show as a photographer. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I could not give two shits about her. Yeah. Like, she was, like, all excited. And the second I, my friend Chris was with me, and uh, as I walked away, he walked, he goes, that was fucked up. <laughs> he goes, that is the second most fucked up thing I've seen you do, except for the time he, because I pointed at his girlfriend at the time, uh, back then, almost touching her nose, go, she is a moron. <laughs> you should not be dating her. Almost touching her face. Yeah. And, and I meant it. And thank God they didn't end up together, because <laughs> that, that would have ruined his life. So, yeah, here comes the, is so depressing. Yeah, like it said, but it's such a. Again, I always look at the entire song in general, the songwriting into mm-hmm. it, the layering, oh. the 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 harmonies, everything on it, everything about uh, it it's is freaking beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful, but when you listen to it, and it's the calm before the storm, because you, you know it's coming, uh-huh. and you know it's going to be that breakup, and it's it's the like you keep. I don't know if you've ever ended a relationship like this, but you start running through your head how it's going to happen before it happens. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Ran it the way it was, you, like how I was going to... Ha- how, how you hope it's going to happen compared to where where it might go or how bad it can go. Oh, okay. Because I've had some go real fucking bad. <laughs> we'll get to well, that yeah. story. <laughs> we will get to that story. Um, but yeah, this is the idea of like... The idea of knowing it's over. Yeah. And finally admitting to yourself it's over. And then having to tell a third party, because <laughs> between you and you, you've already decided it's done. Right. And now you have to have a conversation with another person about break, it. Break it to them. Yeah, you have to tell By them. By the way. Oh, see, meanwhile, I looked at the song from the other side of it that it just got dropped on you that it's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the you're just like, you well, now here it comes. Ah, all right. Yeah. Like, I think of it as someone who's... It's like quite it got, neurotic. Yeah, it got dropped on you, and now you're like, okay, well, here comes a heartache. Here's my first time... Eating alone, the first right. time I'm doing this alone and this, because your world just got changed. And I you. took it the other way, is that the, the the person who's doing this is now planning for the first time eating alone, the first time sleeping by themselves. Yeah. It's quite painful. Yeah. It's one of those things where you, you start thinking, like, yeah. what, like, where does the brain go when it goes to a bad place? This is where it goes. We're so far past that. My kids just went at midnight. This is the first time I'm peeing. The first in 2023. <laughs> I was gonna say your kids have been holding it a long yeah. time. No, no. After 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 the new year, they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go pee for the first time this year. I'm gonna go to you know have a drink for the first." And well, they're just excited to be part of another year. It was fun. That's cool. I wanted to bring that up because you guys were depressing me with this fucking song. <laughs> Don't worry. I said the same thing on New Year's. <laughs> I'm peeing for the first, first time. time in 2023. <laughs> Oh, if I had a dollar for every time I said do did a first for the new year. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get we're gonna have to go from one sad song to I feel like this is another sad song. Yes. Here's to us. Yeah. Yeah. This would have been my wedding song if it was out during the thing. Really? This is really? yeah. I why is this sad? I, I I'm gonna let the guests go first. I took this as in this is like I took the song as here's a couple that's like, you know what? It's not working. And it's not working. I don't know what, but like I didn't look up the lyrics or anything. I was just listening to it. I'm right. like listening to it. It just it almost the song almost had like it felt like it had a bit of a downer to it to me. Really? All right. And let's... it was like 
you know, you're just like, okay, it's not going, so you guys are going to go your separate ways, but, well, like, here's to us, here's our last hurrah. Huh. Like that one last drink. I got the same thing from it. I got, I actually wrote this down. It sounds like a hillbilly love song. All right, it's mine, yeah. And somehow it reminded me of It's Cheaper to Keep Her. Ah, Which, no. I don't know if you know the rest of that saying. What's the rest of the saying? But leave her before you beat her. Okay, I didn't it's know that terrible. second part. But the cheaper to keep her part stuck in my head. Like, yeah, it sucks, but we're together. It's going to be easier that really? way. Really? Yeah. Just that's the way it felt to me. See, we we take it as uh, Mary Jane and I take it as as right as here's to us. This is everybody around us, not everybody, but a lot of people around us. Like shit fell apart. I've been with my wife almost twenty years now. I know. Married fifteen this year. Congratulations. Well, coming up sixteen years, but it's it's it's. You know, what I feel is, is, I think we both feel this, is we've watched people uh, at the bars leave, and we go, eh, we'll stay for one more, you know? Okay. And then we, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful song to me, so much so that uh, on, on, uh, on uh, man, I can't remember if it was Valentine's Day or a birthday, well, last year, we have this uh, on a canvas, Okay. The, the lyrics of this song. As long as it's not live, laugh, love. No. I'm good. <laughs> My God. <laughs> no. If you know, if you, if you I get, love that this can be taken more than one way. Right. It definitely can. That's and why I, it shocked me that you guys thought of it that way. I don't see. I don't see that as shocking. I expect a fucking text from my wife when she gets to this episode. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> You're three foot two. Come at me. But uh, yeah, it was. It, it it's it, it's a, a, a like I told Dave on the way over here. A, Almost all of these songs are like a love letter to my wife. This this thing, God, I sound like such a fucking sap, but it it really is. I picked songs that it it it, it speaks to me and her relationship. I do her wanna, and I, I do want to correct you on that. What her and I? Your if you're not that sappy about the person you love, who are you going to be sappy for? I know. So why 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 be shameful about it? Like oh no yeah, not shit no no it's it's just funny that I you guys sent your oh, songs over and I looked and I went holy shit <laughs> <laughs> oh it's sappy right I'll tell you that but uh, no it's not bad I think like the interpretation that you take from it is beautiful yeah I just didn't feel that like, yeah right. the same way you felt nothing for what I feel right 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 mm-hmm. yeah I got you like Mike and I took uh, the Butch Walker song almost in completely different opposite directions yeah. And well, we've done that a few times on certain oh, songs, Oh, absolutely. Too. Where you take something, that eh, sounds like... I'm like, no, this is depressing this, as yeah. shit. Speaking of depressing as shit, my number two, uh, I Died For You by Iced Earth. This was fucking depressing. Yes. Holy shit. So do you know where this comes from? You think you told me, but I don't this remember. This entire album uh, is uh, called The Dark Saga. Okay. It is based off of the origin story of Spawn, the Todd McFarlane comic. Ah, okay. So this is the story uh, of this main character, Al, uh, dying, going to hell, and striking a deal with the devil to run his army. Right. In return, he gets to see his wife one more time. Uh Uh-huh. And because all the deals with the devil are made with trickery, that's fine. When he returns, he returns five years later. Yeah. He is horribly disfigured. Right. He is burned with hellfire. So he's walking around a smelly homeless man, and he sees his wife with his best friend. They are married and have a child. Right. So everything in his life is now sideways, specifically meant to taint his soul. Right. He want he wants to be he wants this character to be a willing servant of his army. Mm-hmm. 
So the idea of this being so depressing is intentional. And it's the, the, the way he sings it, that, oh, how I loved you, the pain won't go away. It's sang with that, there's a, a timber in his voice that is almost painful. Yeah. And this guy has a very big range and a very powerful voice. And I, I felt like it really came through. Yeah, I definitely felt it. Okay. Now, with what you're telling of the backstory of the song, mm-hmm. when I was listening to it, again, not a band I ever, I can honestly say this is probably the first and only Iced Earth song I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Um, I was like, wow, it sounds like they took my best friend's girl from the cars and just retold the song. That was my initial thing. Wow. That was my initial thing. Because, again, I'm not, I don't got yeah. the lyrics in front of me, so I'm just picking up on what it you here can, and there. What you can catch. And then when you're saying about the guy's voice, you're going to freaking want to stab me for this one. Probably not. But the the way he's singing the verse on it, yeah, it almost sounds like they took Paul Stanley's talking voice and it shifted <laughs> down a little bit. He does have a deeper voice. There's no, no, but, there's no, no but I that. mean, like, and I'm just waiting for him to go, people, <laughs> just to start bel- belting those out. Yeah. Um. This is one of those bands, because of political reasons, which we don't talk about, I have very specific problems with. Mm-hmm. Uh, their guitarist was involved with the January 6th insurrection. Stupidity. Um, and ended up being uh, an informant for the government. He ended up uh, naming names. Wow. In, cause I'm sorry to laugh. Yeah. So we don't, like I said, we don't, we're not going to talk politics, so I'm going to ignore the politics of it. Uh, the guitarist in this band is a rat. Yeah. And there's only one thing worse than somebody who betrays a large cause. It's a rat. Mm. And he's a rat. So this is very this band is very problematic. I took uh it took me a lot to actually listen to this again. I haven't listened to this since I found that out. I haven't listened to any other Iced Earth. So listening to this brought me back to the first time I heard it off the Century Media ID3 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as ID3D uh, CD. So this is one of the songs that was on that album. Right. So this is actually the first Ice Earth song I ever heard. Did you know it was this, the the story of Spawn or no? Because I found out once I bought the album because the album artwork yeah. is by Todd McFarlane. Oh, and okay. It's okay. Spawn. They make no uh, mention of it. No, they mention it. It's completely the entire album. There's one song called Violator. Yeah. Like it's based off of Spawn characters. Yeah. This, the album is fantastic. Mm. Um, his voice goes completely full range, deep, whole nine. Um. This is just like when it comes to an emotional song, this one grabbed me. They have other stuff. I wouldn't say any of it's really emotional. They have on their album Horror Show, which does feature the best rhythm section in heavy metal, uh, Richard Christie and Steve DiGiorgio. They got the best the best of the band Death. For, oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah. didn't you say that Death was the best? Yeah, uh, that's, and it's these ooh, guys. Little, um, little they got the best episode. of the best for that. Actually, I think... That might have been Dave Lombardo on drums for that. No, Dave Lombardo was... Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, they had... For the horror show, they had Steve DiGiorgio and I think that drummer. Uh, I, th- I think it was Richard Christie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was phenomenal. But they did songs... Every song on horror show was based off of horror movies or something very specific. And they have a version of Dracula with full falsetto. Mm-hmm. And they have a version of the Phantom Opera Ghost, which is the story of the Phantom of the Opera. Right. And the singer just belts. Yeah. And they're beautiful. But this song always kind of eh, yeah. grabs me in that way. The little twist of the knife yeah. in the gut. And it just made me feel so Yeah, this crazy. is a rough one to listen to, definitely. Yeah. The next one, though, this one, 
I felt really good listening to this. I love, I love the Winery Dogs. Um, you saved me by the Winery Dogs. It's classic rock. Yeah. Um, I'm not, and I bitch about this all the time. Uh, Billy Sheehan is the, he's one of the weirdest bassists. He's yeah. got the fastest right hand I think I've ever heard. And his music, his playing is almost perverse in how fast it is. Okay. So all those little tapping notes that he's playing, it's like, ooh, that's dirty. But that in this song, that's all on the left hand. I know. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. It's I mean, it's it's almost distracting. It yeah? distracts me from Richie Cotson's voice. Is okay. that is that only because you, that's I, what you're paying attention to? I'm listening to. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like the uh, when we talked about Remedy Lane, that weird note that starts off the song, mm-hmm. and we talked about this a long time ago. But that note always drove me nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. this like plinking sound. And then all of a sudden it fades into the song. Uh-huh. So by the time it's the riff is fully going, you it disappears. Yeah. This, it doesn't disappear in my head. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. But I love the song. And this is a mic choice. Mm-hmm. This is an Angry Wizard uh, pick of the week. <laughs> um, I want you to tell me what you thought. Well, pretty. I know the story of the song. Um, the drummer, Portnoy, wrote the song for his wife because I think it was like the first time he actually wrote lyrics for a song since he had left Dream Theater uh-huh. and it's which was in 2010 I think so yeah because it was yeah. just after Black Cloud Silver Lining yeah and so it was like the first time and then it was just like kind of like his thank you to her for standing by him through everything yeah and you know just if you listen to the song you listen to the lyrics you see it you see it's there mm-hmm. and it's just a like a three piece power obviously three piece power trio but it's just three guys playing it and if you see him live doing it it sounds like the freaking album well i'm sure i'm going to see yeah. him live doing also, it soon it's not three guys playing a song it's three of the best, best musicians of what they are uh-huh. it's it's not it's not like you know timmy mike and john are <laughs> picking up instruments it's this is like three the of the timmy? best of the best just random names oh yeah random, mike and john i know those guys they're just guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you have one of the most common first names. Yeah, obviously. In yeah. the English-speaking world. <laughs> Muhammad being the most common name. <laughs> Sorry, you nerding me. I have had to say I it. have a feeling Mike put this on here just so we listen to the winery dogs before we go see them. Oh, I, they're, they're part <laughs> yeah, of my regular part rotation. That's part of it too, right? I know. <laughs> they're part of my regular rotation either way. I love the winery dogs. But this song also has that feeling like the, the You Save Me, it's like, I don't know about you, my wife, in the, my worst moments... Mm-hmm. Has been there and taken care of me. Oh, yeah. That feeling of having somebody who has your back. Uh-huh. Yeah. And no matter what happens, they're right there with you. Right. And that's a very comforting feeling. Oh, of course. Yeah, without a doubt. It's, it's like, so crazy. It's For me, it's the same thing. It's like no matter what stupidity I've done and everything else, she's always been there for mm-hmm. me. So. Yeah, I get that. I definitely. And that's when, when, I, when I, I try to listen from the viewpoint of the other person. Obviously, I'm not good at it because I don't get you. <laughs> but I got. I felt like I got <laughs> yeah. this from you. And it felt really, like, it felt it felt good right in the heart. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The last one, not so much. What What last one? The, the la- Your last pick. Oh, oh. Yeah, the um, um, Hailstorm. Here's to yeah, us. Yeah. I didn't feel it in here. All right. This one I felt, and now this one I do. The next one. Okay. Uh, True Love featuring Lily Allen by Pink. Yes. This I, I, I love. I, I'm, I did not love Pink when I first heard her. Uh-huh. I love Pink now. <laughs> I, you have officially found a convert. Yeah. Um, I actually, the the biggest note of this, it sounds like Married Life. It is. That's, That's what ex- the song is. Yes. 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 And I actually wrote, I'm pretty sure my wife has wanted to drown me in the toilet at yes. least once. 
Yes, that's why one of the things about Pink is that she, and I know she has co-writers and stuff yeah. like this, but she has an input on what they on what it what mm-hmm. it is. Dude, the album uh, was it was it I'm not dead yet. Was it the one? Dude, she broke up with her husband. And and oh no, yeah, it was it was yeah. uh, it was I'm with, not dead yet, right? With stupid girl and all that. Yeah, and uh, well, I actually have on my notes for this song. It's like almost like it's the update of Leave Me Alone, I'm Lonely. Yeah. Off that album. So at one point, they were going to get divorced, right? And, and, and she wrote an album where the, the, I think the first song on the, on the album, she's like, you know, I think I just lost my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where he went. Yeah. Right? And she's, she's just basically shitting on him, you know? Well, that's what the power of a musician right. is to write what they feel. And then after that, they, I don't know how it came about, but they, they reconciled. Mm-hmm. And then she started writing stuff like this, where she realizes that shit's going to happen. And I see it with my relationship, and I see it with a lot of other people I know, where my mom always always said, when I, when I was a teenager, when I dated a girl, once something happened that I didn't like, I was out. You know? Yep. And I never sat there and tried to work it out. Right? And then as I got older, and, and I, I tried, I've tried, and then with Mary Jane... We are able to tell each other. You know, we get mad. We get mad. We may walk into the dick room. I may take a drive or whatever, you know. But we always come back. Somebody always says they're sorry, right? Somebody always, you know, we, 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 we hear each other out. Maybe you misunderstood what I meant. Like a song on this fucking list, yeah. guys. <laughs> and uh, with love. And, and but, but right? I, I, yeah. When she says, you know. I, I I hate you, but I love you. Yeah, you know it's that's right? that's the thing. Like, uh, we have a rule in my house: nobody goes to bed mad. Oh no, we go to bed mad. No, no, <laughs> I mean like you don't go to bed. Ah, fuck you. Yeah, like m- my wife and I have. We don't really fight. Right. Both of us have come a long way in our relationships and the way we deal with problems, mm-hmm. where we can talk. And there was one night we had a disagreement. I wouldn't even say an argument. We just had strong words. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go over there. And I left the room, and then I realized she was on the couch trying to go to sleep on the couch. I said, no, no, no. I got it. I said, listen, I'm not letting you sleep on the couch. This is not that kind of relationship. Right, right. I'm like, we'll go to bed together. I don't care what we're fighting about. It is not nearly enough uh-huh. for me to, to be that, that way to you. Mm-hmm. I kissed her on the forehead. I said, I love you. And everything was not fine, but we figured it out for the moment. Right, right. And then we could talk about it later when we were both calm and cool. Mm-hmm. And that is a thing. Like, we do not argue in public. Like, if we disagree, it's in, je- in jest. Yeah. Anything else, like, we have a discussion later. If I'm wrong, she'll still back me. Yeah. Until we're in private. And she goes, listen, you, you, may, you may have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or vice versa. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, I didn't agree with that. Right. But we have that agreement. But I feel like if you don't have this, this is, this is the uh, mature love song. Right. But this is this is and it's also uh, a photograph of Mary Jane and I, you know, it's it's and I see it with you and Jenny as well, where you joke around, you know, it, oh, we, we totally do. And right. It's like, ah, mush. Right. And, and, and this song just it, it just it, it, it makes me think of my marriage, the way we are, the way I want things to work. You know, I get that. I definitely yeah. get that. Yeah. And it, it makes me laugh because all the times like I see, I have friends who are, um, I won't even say friends. I have people I know that are like literally nasty to each other uh-huh. in public. Yeah. yeah. And I'll pull them aside. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Like, 
yo, she's out of, out, out of line. I'm like, and do you think you're any less out of line? <laughs> I'm like, if I talk to my wife that way, one, uh, <laughs> she wouldn't say anything in public. Right. But the second we got home, she'd probably headbutt me in the face Scottish style. Give me the old Glasgow kiss. <laughs> and I would deserve it. Right. But we're not like that. We're mm-hmm. not we're not volatile. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten to the point where even in our most upset we have that the idea this is this is our life. This is our family. This is this is the the unit that we've created together. And right. we're just gonna we're gonna move through it. Right. And that's great. Like it's it works for us. What? <laughs> I'm just thinking of the next song. Because <laughs> we just talked about love. Well, and- that's why the next one is really funny. Because this is how you implode a relationship. Yeah. Uh, this is Fuck You by Damage Plan. I thought about using the CeeLo Green Fuck You, but that has never been part of my life. This has been part of my life. Okay. This literal song is the soundtrack of being done. <laughs> you hear that, that tone I, of voice? I, listen, I listened to this song and I was like, holy shit. So remember I said we were going to get into it one day? Yeah. We're getting into it. Oh, cool. Okay. Sit back, folks. So in 2003, (laughs) I was in a horrible relationship. Toxic. Mm -hmm. Like, the person kept threatening to kill themselves if I left. They were mentally messing with me. They were messing with my friends, threatening threatening my female friends. And finally, one day, I'm sitting in her car outside her house. She was yelling at me for something. I think because I didn't want to sleep over (laughs) uh, because I didn't feel safe. I was sick as a dog. I was sick at the time. And I said, you know what? Fuck you, I'm done. And I got up. I got eight feet, probably eight to ten steps. And I woke up four days later in the ICU. What happened? I was strangled. With what? With the, uh, the necklace I was wearing at the time, she grabbed and pulled. Right. It embedded in my neck. And then her hand caught my throat. And she crushed my um, my Adam's apple, basically. Jesus Christ. Is so, this person still on the streets? We'll get to that. Okay. Oh, boy. I spent 29 days in the ICU. Yeah. 26 of those days intubated to protect my airway. Uh-huh. Machine breathing for me. Jesus. This took a dark turn. The first four days, I was a John Doe because I had no ID on me. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. So, finally, I wake up in Staten Island University Hospital. Uh-huh. I'm not anywhere near home. Right. John Doe. I can't talk. I'm ah. signaling to write something. The nurse gives me paper. I give them my name, right. my phone number to call, and my parents' name. Right. That's how my parents found out I was still alive. Right. They were looking for me for three days. Really? Holy shit. So, she, that night, was arrested uh-huh. and brought to jail for attempted murder. The night you woke the up? Night, no, the night I went down. The neighbors called 911. Okay. I was down for 10 minutes. Yeah. I suffered anoxia, thankfully not debilitating. Anoxia is a lack of blood uh, oxygen to the brain. Uh-huh. I have a little memory problems with, you know, chi- my childhood's basically gone. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this gets really dark. <laughs> um, yeah, so finally I woke up. I had to give a written statement to the police. They, they charged her formally. Yeah. She ended up getting seven years. Okay. Which is the maximum for attempted murder. And this is what, 2013, you said? No, this was 2003. Oh, so she's out there. Well, no. Oh, okay. So, while in jail, she got involved in drugs and got an additional year for drugs in Uh jail. 
Then she got an additional two for assaulting another inmate. She broke another inmate's orbit. Uh-huh. Oh, God. She was released in 2013, late 2013, went straight from jail to rehab. Yeah. Walked out of rehab, OD'd and died. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So, when I say this is <laughs> the ultimate way to end an, a, a, a relationship, now this is, that was the most toxic thing I had ever been a part of. Right. The most painful thing I'd ever gone through, physically at the time. Uh-huh. The most painful mentally for years. Right. Yeah, this fucked you up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, have, we have a rule in my job. Don't touch Dave. Yeah. Do not touch Dave. The people learn it as they go. Because yeah. I was about to say, you never told me that. Thank God I never went like, oh, well, give you a hug or something. I can hug people. Yeah. But I, if I want to. Yeah. People like to try to hug you. I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. They're, uh, people like to try to touch your back. Uh, no, don't. I don't touch want to touch me. your back, but I'm a hugger, dude. It's weird. Yeah, we've hugged before. Yeah, but the thing is, remember. if I, if it's <laughs> if it's agreed upon, yeah, that's yeah. a normal thing, right? People try to touch you all the time. Like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. At work, I have a I have a rule. I don't hug people. I will hug some people twice a year. Your birthday and Christmas. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I'm, I literally mean that's it. I'm like, if you're crying, fifty fifty. Like, you're right. <laughs> I like it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So we all through this nightmare. I've been through tons of bad relationships. That is the worst. That is the first. That's the first time out loud I ever said "fuck you" yeah. to somebody in a relationship. Hence and, the soul. And that is the reason I went through years. I never got like I used to shave my own head and cut my own hair. Yeah, I wouldn't let anybody touch me. Right, right. So going to therapy for PTSD, my my therapist was like, "You need to go to a barber and actually get your hair cut and shave." I used to rip the arms off the barber chair. I yeah, spent yeah. like $4,000 in barber chairs at one point. Jesus. Because oh you break God. them, you got to fix them. Yeah. I feel bad. But yeah, I've spent a lot of money on on this. But yeah, the 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 violence I don't mean to of laugh, this song. Like, holy crap, well, how do we get back to the song? How do we get back to this much list? Can, there's not much you can say to this song other than how aggressive it is. Yeah. This is what was screaming in my head for a month. Okay. When I couldn't speak, uh-huh. this was going... It wasn't... This didn't exist yet. But right, this but attitude just, yeah, yeah. was there. You know, there was nothing... Like, there was nothing good in my head. Mm-hmm. That whole time, I'm just sitting there stewing. Yeah. Nurses, are you okay? And I'm giving them the thumbs up. But I'm like... Nah. <laughs> like, my eyes are like this. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to go. And the second I got out... This is this is where I, tell, I talk about what I became. Uh-huh. Because I could have easily just shut in and never done anything again. The day after I got home from the hospital, I put on dress clothes and I printed out resumes and I went pounding the pavement in the city looking for jobs. Yeah. And that's what led me to get into the sweater company and then eventually Roxy. And we were, you know, all this, all this happened around the same time. And that's when I started saving for x-ray school. Uh-huh. And that's, that ex- experience in the hospital is what led me there. Uh-huh. So this horrible moment. Changed my life, yeah. Not just a little bit. It's a. It was a one eighty. Because I was working. Um, I was working at Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't doing really anything. Right. You are. Yeah. You're. you're, I was dead in the water. Your life wasn't moving forward. Right. Because I was being pushed down. I wouldn't even say held down. I was being pushed down by somebody who wanted to, wanted to control me. Yeah. And in this, the the feeling of fuck you, I got out. Yeah. And I got. I got a life. Like I got the life. And I don't care what anyone says. My life is fucking awesome. <laughs> like I got, a, I got an awesome wife. I got an amazing kid. 
my family is fairly normal comparing to some some of my oh, friends. Yes. <laughs> Uh, my, I have great friends. I have a, I have a podcast. I don't know how that happened. Oh wait, I do. I, I said Mike. It once. <laughs> I got Mike and Mike, and Mike and Mike and Mike. There's too many mics in this room. You know, you know what's funny about that? I'll tell you. Bringing up the podcast is is. I like the way it worked because I said at at when we were hanging out that time, I said I want to start a podcast. You were like, I'll do it, and I was like, really? And you know how many people say I'll do something with you. And then, and then they're it like, never yeah, happens. Right. So then I pushed it. I don't know if you remember. I was like, I was like, I would like to get together. And you were like, all right, let's do it. And I was like, fuck. See, okay, that's this is the thing. really cool. This, I'm going to bring it back to that horrible event. Yeah, we call it the event in 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 my okay. family. Yeah. Once the event happened, my level of um, involvement in things, yeah, jumped. Yeah. So yeah. when I say, yeah, let's I'm interested. Yeah, let's do I it. I am interested. Yeah, yeah. It's no more like, oh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see means, um, we'll see when we're available. And yeah, I'm in means you tell me when you're ready and yeah, I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah. And that's the way it's been ever since. Cool. So we're going to move on to something <sighs> slightly less yeah. depressing. Yeah, a little bit. When You Give Your Love to Me by Kevin Gilbert. This is a, this is a Angry it, Wizard pick again. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, yep. I, I really like this song. I do like this song, but um, I know this yes. is going to sound sac- like sacrilege, but it sounds like he's starting a cult. <laughs> well, yes, but the problem, okay, the backstory for this, and like, I know you guys have the fuck Mariah Carey and the fuck, uh um, No, I don't say that anymore. Oh, know? I do. And, and the fuck Gwen Stefani? Fuck Gwen Stefani. She this, thinks she's Japanese now. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, was I not supposed to say that? But the, this, this guy is my fuck Sheryl Crow. Oh, absolutely. You know the story behind Yes, it. I do. Do you know the story? No, he no. doesn't. Okay, so basically what happened was he was, um... Do, he had a bunch of bands in the in uh, in California. Right. Was he did a lot of work production wise. He produced and uh, engineered for. He actually engineered. I can't remember if it was engineered or produced. Uh, Black or white from Michael Jackson. Okay. Did stuff with Madonna. He'd won all these contests and all right. this stuff. He, he played practically every instrument on the planet. He right. knew how to play it. The guy was a musical genius, and um, so he was dating Cheryl Crow. Yeah. He had brought her into his prior band. As uh, doing backup vocals and uh, keyboard, so fucking whatever, Yoko. yeah, exactly. Whatever label she was on for the first album, she, they, the album was like, "This is garbage." Right, you got to redo this. And she, I don't know if the label went to him or she came to him because he would have like you would work with a lot of other producers and session guys. They would have that Tuesday night jam group, yeah, which is what the album ended up being called, whatever it was. And they rewrote the album for her. Okay, re-recorded the album. They were all gonna go on tour together, and then she turned around and said, "Nah, just me." Shit canned everybody. Yeah, and even took all the credit for it okay. on top of that. Yeah, so. Once that happened, this like pretty much the album that it's off of the album's called Thud. Right. As soon as that finished, he jumped into this album, and uh-huh. this is like the first song on it is yeah. like when everything was going well between the two of them. Uh huh. And then it just goes to shit after that. Yeah. I okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I'm gonna part. ask this question, and mm-hmm. it's not to be funny. Did he, he ended up dying? Yes. Uh, he died. Uh, this is actually gonna come up in a different episode also because I've used one of his songs somewhere else. Yes. Um, he was found dead mm. uh, of autoerotic asphyxiation oh, by his manager Okay, because they were trying to get in touch with him because he was going to get the call to sing for Genesis. Get the fuck out of here. And yep. this is, this and is what I thought I read. Found him. And I felt so bad because yeah. his voice is amazing. His voice yeah. is amazing. His lyrics are 
out of this world. And the thing is, he'll like if you listen to the other stuff that he writes, yeah, he'll have like a tongue in cheek. I was about laugh to say, I, but this is what I was about to say. This one, I found it not funny, but it's amusing. But the like way when he'll I was listening, yeah, I was like, I was like, huh, that's like clever, cleverly, yeah. not not funny, but the, not uh, amusing. Amusing. Yeah, yeah. The the. The thing and that he pokes I noticed, fun of himself with it. Right. Like he'll have these ridiculous phrases in it, and then he ends it with "I'm sick of imperfect rhymes." Because, right, right. Like because he's throwing all these words into it, and that's one of the things I brought up. It's, it sounds like he's starting a cult. Yeah, it's all those charismatic lies that somebody tells. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything's gonna be great when you give your love to me. Yeah, yeah. You gotta give that's your love exactly, to me. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give all of it over. And uh-huh. now I know the history of Kevin Gilbert from you. And I was like, this guy is not, that's not his style. Yeah. He was a great writer. Yeah, yeah. He's a great performer. Did he play with the, he didn't play with the Zappa guys. No. 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 That's Kennelly. That's, that's Mike Kennelly. Yeah. Um, but this guy, he could, he's the, that good mm-hmm. at what he does. Yeah. Where you don't know where he's been. Right. And knowing that he's part of Cheryl Crow's makes me hate Cheryl Crow more. Yeah. And she can go on the list with Gwen Stefani. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then like the album... <laughs> Hope her fucking knees fall off. The album he had that came out after this was actually done posthumously because he died in the middle of recording it. Oh, uh, God. And um, they got to get... And they got Nick the Virgilio... Uh, from Spock's got, Beard. From Spock's Beard. And I forget who else to come into the studio and actually... Because the Virgilio used to play in a band with him and piece everything together and it's a concept album about how fucked up the music business is. Yeah. And they again, his life story all mm-hmm. over again. And I just want to say for the record, uh ladies and gentlemen, please don't choke bait. It never ends well. <laughs> Think David Carradine, Kevin Gilbert, in excess guy. In excess, thank you. Um I forgot Michael Hutchins. Michael Hutchins. Yeah. Don't just don't choke yourself while masturbating. Get somebody you like and have them <laughs> do it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> they can call nine one one if you, you go down, or you know, you punch, push, push, blow, blow. Little, little CPR. <laughs> Just something. There's no blow, blow anymore. Yeah, there, there's always a little blow, blow. <laughs> <laughs> then there's CPR. Happy Valentine's Day. There's always a little blow, blow. <laughs> I just want to state for the record: if you if you care about life, don't don't right. cut off your air supply. <laughs> Speaking of air supply, how come nobody picked that? Because air supply sucks. fucking sucks. <laughs> but yeah, um, if there's anything you can take away from Ke- Kevin Gilbert's music is fuck Joe Pro. He was a phenomenal writer, and don't choke yourself while jerking off. You either lose your footing when you come, or, <laughs> or you end up not you end up not finishing because you died. Yeah, it never and then, ends. And then well. you miss out on singing to Janet with Genesis. You end up missing out singing. I could have been in Genesis. <laughs> Who knew? See what you did, Mike. See what you did. You created this. Do you feel good about yourself? No, not at all. But anyway, I believe he should have been on Calling All Stations. The one that, I forget the the guy that was singing for Genesis after Phil Collins left. It was supposed to be him, I believe. Yeah. Wasn't that their last? Or the second to last? Last recorded was the guy after Phil Collins. There was someone yes. after Phil Collins. Yes, yeah, that was just for like was it <laughs> one album? Yeah, it was Calling All Stations. That was the album. So it was one. He was the the next person and the last yeah. person recorded yeah. with Genesis. All right. So now that we've said that, and that's how is that somehow slightly more depressing than what I said? <laughs> At least we laughed about that. Jeez, yours. yours was I, so I'm sorry. There's nothing funny about it. <laughs> yours, I went. Oh my god, we should have ended with this fucking no, song. <laughs> no, because no, because we have things to say. Oh, okay. Uh, the next one is Tearing My Heart by 21 Pilots. Yes. This is a noogie pick. Yes. And uh, I hate this song and everyone involved. Thank you. Good for I'm you. I'm not alone. 
Good for you. No, actually, I don't hate this it. This is one of my favorite bands. I was indifferent. Really? Yes. Really? This I'm not, this I'm not band, questioning it. Let me explain to you something. You either get it or you don't. I don't. I don't okay. either. Is this I, the only thing you've heard from them? Uh, I I hope so. Well, now it won't be. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to state for the record, uh, I wish everyone that is part of this. It's two guys. Okay, that's too, too many. <laughs> um, everyone who helped produce this, the A&R guy. Now, why? I hope they fall into a chasm. Why? Everything about this is whiny shit. It's not whiny shit. I have to drive the whole way. Missing She's the asleep. potholes. I'm missing it's the potholes on joke. purpose. Oh I'm mad God. at the government. Oh my God. I hate these guys. Oh my God. You I don't feel realize like they that don't he's... understand what love is. Really? Yes. Okay. Pink figured love out really well. <laughs> these, these guys? guys no. I hope they're fucking each other literally in a broom closet somewhere. <laughs> With a broom. With a broom. Okay. See, Splintery. Here's, here's the thing that, 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 that I'm not getting. Please. Uh, no, no. It's not that you're not getting. A lot of people don't Please, get it. Please show me. But I'm not even being sarcastic. I really mean uh, this. No, I understand. No, I really hope they're fucking each other in a room. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. I really want to understand what you see. So there are bands, Pink, and a couple of these other bands, right? That, And I say this and people don't get it. They, like, they touch my soul. All right? I can respect that. When they say something, Frank Turner, I've yes. told you that, you know? Yes. These guys, this is just one song. You have to listen, to, and it's all, you're going to think it's all whiny bullshit. Probably. But it's... And I'm going to be this guy again. Got to listen to the words, man. This one. This becomes important. What? Listening to the words is very important when it comes to music. Right. You've, you've said it in the past where it's not just a, a, an instrument. There's meaning behind it. Right. There's phrasing and how and what you say. And I think how they say this. Come on. Makes me want to stab you in the chest with Wait, a carrot peeler. You don't like when he says his choice in music is your not, face? Not a wine opener? No, okay. no, come on! My choice of music. I want to circumcise face. you with a lemon zester. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate this song. All right, we'll just let it pass then. Okay, so that's a good thing I because wish one of those pilots was fucking Sully. <laughs> <laughs> Why he lived? I know, but now he's nothing. Nobody. Uh, we only remember that he did the one thing, and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's today. Yeah. Okay. It was today. Yeah. yeah. We're recording this in January. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 15th uh, anniversary of it? 14th? Uh, 14th 2009. 14th, yeah, so yeah. 14th. Um, just for the record, Sully Sullenberger, he's a guy. Tom Hanks portrayed him. How bad could he be? Um, he wasn't a murderer. <laughs> These guys murdered music. <laughs> All right. I'm just you- glad I wasn't alone on that one. <laughs> Everybody's Listen, they can't all be opinion. home runs. Yeah. Oh, they can't. And this is not. Yeah. This is this is as close to the swing and a miss as I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you got on base with this, you hit by a pitch. <laughs> and I hate baseball. So the next one with a double. It's it's a double Dave? A double No, a no. double me. Is was this This was you? This was me. Was typo was you? Love you to death was I, me. I would have thought that was Dave. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, I thought this was you. No. Oh wow, we all got this wrong. Yeah. I didn't. So what? this is Love You to Death by Typo Negative. Okay. Off the album October, Russ. Yes. yes. Now I know Typo Negative is Brooklyn royalty. Right. Mm-hmm. Eh. I mean I get it. Only because I have met Pete Steele so on multiple I. occasions. Yeah, he's yeah. a douche. And he's was a douche. the king of the douchebags. Yes. Yeah. 
Doesn't mean you can't like the music. I and I do. Not this. Well, this song is okay. This song it, I just picked because it's it's yeah. You know, to me, I always took this song as like more of like an obsession thing than a love yes. song. Like the guy's right. obsessed. Like right, I love you in an a, right. but in an unhealthy way. Right. As right. in, hi, I like you. Can I make a, can I make a, a, <laughs> but a here's mask the thing. out of you? Here's here's why I picked it is because when I was growing up, uh, typo negative songs were very sexy. That, okay. that that low, you well, know, because of the the deep singing, right? And the, and the girls and the... with the obvious corset cleavage. All right, I'm not the videos. I I'm didn't mean the videos. Song. I meant the girls that like typo negative. Oh, I didn't. I, didn't not, ever... I don't give a fuck about videos. But I'm saying the sound of the music and the the the, the you know the, the the keyboards and the the low tone. It was something we never heard before. That is true. Starting with the second album, the first album is not like that. Oh well, I was gonna well, put yeah, I was, was gonna I was gonna put another song on here, but unsuccessfully I've... unsuccessfully coping with the natural beauty of infidelity. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was gonna I was put that on here, say. but I thought I thought that's not... the next song. As... <laughs> oh yeah. No. So I was uh, I, I I I held back and I okay. put this. By the way, I also saved you guys. Unlike you guys who would put me a fucking twenty minute song. This song is actually like 11 minutes and 20 seconds long or something like that. I know. I own the and album. And I picked yes. the edited version. I said they're meh. It doesn't mean I don't own the collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually By remember. the way, Everything Dies is the best song they ever wrote. Okay. Everything Dies is... Uh, I don't even remember the name of the, the album. Uh, was that the... That was later on. It was the last album they put out. And it was it was just a great song. Is I, I my uncle, my mother, and so, oh, but they died. <laughs> it's like, I love and you, that. And you didn't like... I the William Shatner song. I fucking hate William. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it yet. I've already done fuck William Shatner in one episode. I'm going to save it for the next time he comes around because I know he's coming around again and I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it proud. I don't even remember who the other oh, person on that list. You haven't listened to all the. the well, he hasn't heard that, it that, one's not, that. That one's not out yet. Oh, no. is it not out yet? No. All right. Is well, it the song I'm thinking of? Yeah. Well, he says everybody dies. Okay. What, 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 what one do you think it is? Uh, you're gonna die. Yes. Yeah. So that's a fucking amazing song. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. You, but it's Shatner, well, and he can go fuck himself. You You should have been at this, at Roxy when I was blasting that. Dennis walks in, and he's just like, "What the hell are you listening to?" Yeah. Dennis Dennis being the voice of reason is probably the scariest thing I've ever heard. And I miss yeah. Dennis. I love Dennis. But if he's being the one going, what are you doing? You've obviously <laughs> done <fucked> something up. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so one of the themes in this is he has a he's he has a very dominant voice. He yeah. has the, the mm-hmm. dominant male voice. But he's saying very submissive things. Yeah. Yeah. That bothers me. Why? I don't know. I guess no, I, I get it, but it's just I guess it's kinda like um, I don't want to say quote unquote tongue in cheek, but he's just flipping the switch from all his other songs. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I this song just never, it never really grabbed yeah. me. I mean, like, this album itself, I remember the day I bought it, the day it came out at the freaking Wiz on Main Street. Yeah, because yeah, you got it on fucking uh, vinyl. I was going to say, it was a Victola? <laughs> no, it was on an 8-track. You had to crank it. You had to crank it with yeah. a wheel. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my granddad. Oh, we are douchebags. And uh, proud yeah. of it. I just... But it is like it, like you said, it's a good song. Yes, but it's not one of their best. It's at not. least in in my I never opinion. Said it was. And for, yeah, I know. And for context, the reason the first album is not good is it's coming off the tales of uh, Carnivore. Of Carnivore, yeah, which is not good at all. No, I saw I saw Carnivore. I saw live Carnivore once. too. Where in Staten Island when oh. Sudden Fear opened for them? Oh god, no, I saw them. We I don't a, remember what year. But we took a we took a bus there. We all got the the kids from Queens all jumped in a bus. 
and uh, all the girls in the back were looking at the Pete Steele Playboy Playgirl. <laughs> you looking too? Don't lie. I was not looking. <laughs> yeah. No. Folding out that extra page. Nope. <laughs> don't lie. That extra page. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I saw I saw Car- oh, I didn't see Carnivore. I saw Typo at Lemoore's mm-hmm. more than once because I used to just walk in. Yeah. Uh, the doorman at the time just used to let me in. He's like, "Hey, Dave," and just pull the thing and let me walk in. Yeah. So I got to see a lot of free shows there. Typo being one of like I think I saw them four or five times, and they were I mean packed. Yeah. And goth metal confuses me. Yeah. Because goth music is one thing, like what we consider goth and early emo. And then the metal part of it, these are the only guys who really mix Mix it it well. well. Yeah. Yeah. And it always, it it left this, not discordant, but this odd feeling like, why are these the only guys who can do it right? You felt sexy, Dave. You could say it. Yeah. No, totally. But (laughs) now here's the thing. After Pete Steele died, there were other bands that came from this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A pale horse named Death being one of them. Okay. And it's Johnny Kelly and the keyboardist and some and one other member, and they. I mean, it's really good music. It's missing Pete Steele's voice. Yeah, and I forget the name of the other the other iteration of it. Also, just me missing Pete Steele. So mm-hmm. it's really he was the factor in that band. Well, I know the drummer now is actually playing for freaking Quiet Riot, which is not a surprise. He's a really yeah. good drummer. The whole band was fantastic. When um when I was in Shadow of Demise. We used to practice in this um, monthly rehearsal space in Rockaway. Yeah. Uh, we were on the first floor in the back. The second floor had uh, the band that did all the recordings, this band Human Decline. Cool dudes. Hmm. And then next door was Typo. Like uh, literally, a, like the next door over. Yeah. And they had almost the entire floor to themselves. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay, so they, got the, they got the bread for it. Yeah, yeah, they had the bread for it. And the, the rooms bread? upstairs. What is this, 1975? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, they got the cheddar. <laughs> they got the scratch. Oh God, we're so old. <laughs> but um, yeah, they converted two practice rooms into a recording studio on one side, and then I think they took three or four to make typo space. Yeah. And when they left, they literally—it was four or five rooms when they were done. It was amazing. So we go to the next one, and this is my favorite. This is meaningless by Pain of Salvation. This was you or this was my... This is me. Okay. And I felt really good about picking this song. I enjoyed because it. Because I love this song. Yeah. I absolutely mm-hmm. love this song. But 90% of people, and you were there for this, mm-hmm. people start hugging and kissing like this is a uh-huh. fucking romantic what? song. What? Uh-huh. We were, we were at a show together. Barry. started hugging and kissing? No, yes. yes. Barry and I started hugging <laughs> and kissing. No, Barry's band was actually opening yes, that night. Yes, Eden's song was, Eden's was, was the opening band. act. They were phenomenal. Yeah. They they were amazing. They come off stage. This uh, Mike Portnoy's son, son band. and Next to none. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care what the name of the band was. They My wife described this band perfectly. Next to Garbage? No, she said it sounds like somebody swinging a bag of cats overhead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just went like, wow, they got this bill because the drummer's father is yeah, Mike exactly, Portnoy. Yeah. yeah. So these other bands finish, and these guys get on stage. Yeah, phenomenal they, musicians, phenomenal, amazing, amazing, disgusting. Now this song starts, and the couple in front of my wife, uh-huh. one turns to the other, and they start like slow dancing. Right, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I just turn. I look at Jenny. <laughs> Jenny looks happening? at me. She's like, Are they fucking serious? Yeah, loud that loud. Yeah, and he looks at me like. They were like hugging and kissing. The first words of this song, 
is I still smell of sweat. Still no, I smell. I still smell of sex. Is the first one sex? The yeah. second one is sweat. <laughs> still the scent of my giving in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a song about cheating. Yeah, it's not. It's not even like hinting at it. It's blatant. It's, it's, it's yeah, blatant. Yeah. There's actually a line in here where he says, "I think it's." Um, I need to feel something, and if that's guilt, that's fine. Yeah, and now. Another another story. I have more often than not not been the good guy in my relationship. Uh huh. So there have been quite a few times where to feel something, I've done something stupid. This has happened many times. Yeah. So this hits me differently than a lot of people. Like a lot of people, are like, oh yeah, that's fucked up. For me, I'm like, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. You need to feel something, and it might as well be guilt because it's the easiest one. Uh huh. Because it's you know you can get whatever you want wherever you want it if you know what you're doing. But reconciling a relationship is difficult. Uh. Sometimes this is the easy way out. And this is the song for the easy way out. And that's so crazy. Like, that people take it as a love yeah. song. Oh, that they take it as a love song. And they're like hugging But at and the kissing. same time, people take freaking every breath you take as a yes. love song. The yeah. stalker song yeah. of the yeah. century. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But now, a uh, little side note on this song. If you guys check it out and you like it. Yeah. Look up the band by the name of Sign, and there's yes. a song called Rockers Don't Bathe. It's a weird freaking song, but okay. the guy's from Iceland, and English is probably his fifth language. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, do you mean Ragnar Zolberg? Yes, Ragnar Zolberg. <laughs> Ragnar! Okay, but when you listen to this song, that really high-pitched background harmony, yeah. how, that's him. That's Ragnar? The guy who sings, yes. how the hell am I supposed to uh, yeah. keep myself when yeah. you're so dim? That's, it's his song. It's his song. He did it with his old band, okay. Sign. All right. And, and then it. he brought it to Pain of Salvation, and they tweaked a little bit. Right. His version is a lot rawer. Like, just pre- presentation-wise, uh, instrumentally, and the lyrics are a little bit different, but his is also, like... It, I guess you've heard his version, right? Yes. Okay, it's... I almost wanna, it. Yeah, I almost want to say it's sleazier. It is sleazier. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, if you, if you get, like, one of those, like, old-school L.A. strip hair metal bands that were, right. like... You had, like, the cleaned-up ones and the ones that were just sleazy. Gross, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what the song is. Yeah. So By the way, fuck Poison. Yeah, I was about to bring up the, the Motley Crew, too. The Motley... The Motley, the, the Motley Crew? <laughs> also, <laughs> fuck Motley Crew. Yeah. <laughs> but... Again, if you check it out on the playlist and you like it, check out the original. This guy, the guy had, Rag, not only the guy from Pain of Salvation, but Ragnar's got an amazing voice. Ragnar. Yeah, I know. It's I feel, uh, whatever. But he's got an amazing voice and amazing discography. The first time I heard Pain of Salvation live, like in person, Ragnar, it was the first time seeing Ragnar in person. Mm-hmm. I was very confused because he has a very, his very feminine features. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, he has the very uh, dirty rock Right. So, and he has hair like one of the Nelson twins circa 1989. <laughs> yes. Um, here's the thing. Very handsome man. Yeah. Almost pretty. You so like him. You like I wasn't him. sure. I wasn't yeah, sure. Well, the, fir- the first time I saw him was actually in the like in the video for the song. <laughs> and I hadn't seen the video. Sure. And I was just like, and I was like, and then I heard it and I'm like, oh, they got a girl. Like, and to me, he I was has like, they, a feminine voice. Yes, he does. Uh-huh. He does. Like, on, well, when he was doing the harmonies with his solo stuff, it's not as feminine. Yeah. But I was like, oh, cool. They got a uh, like, uh, they got a chick playing guitar. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I can, you know. You tried to clean that up. And yeah, just... I know. I was just like, <laughs> why am I even bothering? By the way. I was like, hey, they got Nita Strauss on guitar. Chick playing guitar could be a whole episode. 
Because I have comments. If you don't have Nita Strauss on this list, I'm disowning you. Oh, Nita no, Strauss is okay. at the top of that list. All right. And then it ends with Bonnie Raitt. It goes okay. through the styles. Um, separate issue. But the first time I saw Ragnar, I was very confused because I'm like, I, is this a guy or a girl? And I went, does it matter? No. And then I went, hot either way. I'm, He's I'm a very pretty man. Very pretty. Also, a phenomenal singer. Yes. And songwriter the first, and guitarist. The first time I heard Remedy Lane with him doing the, 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 the secondary vocals and the bridge... Oh. I was blown away. Yeah, I can't listen to like I when you guys had covered this stuff with um, Beyond the Pale. Yes, I was going nuts trying to find the live version of it on YouTube to send over to oh, you. Oh, relived for off the relived album because on that one he's singing that middle part and he brings so much more emotion and angst to it than Daniel Gildenlow ever could. I did. I did specifically not pick that because I wanted the recorded version. Yeah, no, I get it, but but uh, the, this song. I've seen live. I've heard recorded. It is. It's. Yeah. Mm, it's a knife in the heart. Tweaks your nipples? No, what I didn't tweak. Trust me. When I tweak my nipples, you'll know. Because he'll be looking you in the eye when he does be, it, and mouthing the words, "You're dead." I thought you'd be saying, "I poppy." Yeah. No. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, this song is p- just pure, like pure I, not listening. I, I didn't know you guys were going to get that excited. I just sat I, here and watched. I don't know if you watched. I don't know if you were looking at me. I'm just looking at both of you like, holy shit. These guys are into it. This is a song I'm super into. Talk about, and, <laughs> talk now, about a handsome young man. and uh, He's a good a looking pretty dude. pretty young man and uh, well, you guys went nuts. Google him. Google I'm not going to Google him. Give it Google, a goog. Google it. Google it. Google What's it. his name? Ragnar? Ragnar Zolberg. What is Ragnar. B-E-R-G. Ragnar. Oh, this is going to take like a half hour. <laughs> I know. Why? Because I don't know you, the way you type, apparently. No, Ragnar. Zolberg. Z-O-L-B-E-R-G. Oh, there he is. He's a handsome guy. That is... <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not... That is not a good-looking man. That is... woman, man. I hate to tell you this. I guess it's in my style. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not the daddy you looking for. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, look, look at this one. Yeah, I know what he looks like. I said what I said, and I'll, I'll, I'll right. have to die on that hill. All right. I've said this before. I, I can't... I can't... You guys like handsome women. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to not tell my wife you said that for your own safety. Because she's, I mean, she's part Puerto Rican and she will cut a bitch. I don't mean her. I mean I know. in, in, in well, fantasy or whatever. Barring my wife. I'm not talking about my wife here. But I may have dated somebody that somebody in this room referred to as Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Wasn't me. I know it wasn't you. It was a different Mike. And uh, I just want to say, officially, uh, I think Brian Dennehy was a fantastic actor. And very handsome. <laughs> That's the only defense I have. Moving on. Mike was laughing so hard no sound was coming out. I just want to make that on the record. You guys broke me. I'm sorry. This Good. List. All right. Next on the list. Oh, all of a sudden, it's not so bad to pick all the songs Dave fucks to. <laughs> By the way, this is one of those songs. Gotta go. Ah. <laughs> uh, the, the next song is Up, You Turn Me by Richie Kotzen. <sighs> this is just another amazing example of Richie Kotzen's writing. Yeah. And this is another guy that he can write a song that's going to rip your heart out. Mm-hmm. A song that's going to be like, you know, a good love song mm-hmm. or just a, just a straight ahead whatever. And, you know, this this when you, if you sit down and you listen to this song, it's basically a thank you to your partner in life that... Whatever's going on, they bring... It's kind of... 
almost kind of like the with uh, the you saved me somebody but not so much as in standing by you when things are bad whatever it's just like no matter what's going on they bring you they'll bring you up mm-hmm. again no matter what and on the musicianship side of things he played everything on the song did he really yep. Richard Cotson all right he played everything role. but and his wife is doing the backup vocals okay oh wait I did want to bring up Richie Kotzen. Uh, fuck poison. Yeah, fuck poison. I said fuck poison, and this is this is why. I I said fuck poison, and he had mentioned, oh, Ricky Rocket's a great drummer. Yeah, didn't his wife fuck somebody in the band on him? Fiance, his, his fiance, fuck somebody in the band, and it was Richie Kotzen. <laughs> I'm not oh, saying I'm not saying fuck Richie Kotzen because I like Richie Kotzen. Uh, I don't really give a shit about Ricky Rocket. I I hate your name. Uh, Sorry, uh, <laughs> I, it's unfortunate that you exist, <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of glad that your wife fucking left you for Richie Kotzen. It's a good choice. What, did she leave him for him or just you, Michael? Uh, well, apparently he got he got pulled into poison and that's where and it, like I was telling like I, I don't know if it was a direct message with it was, Dave yeah. or if it was if you were involved. Mm-hmm. It was the group text on a discord. Basically, he had done two albums, Kotzen. And the label was trying to push him as a kind of like a, a shredder type, yeah. you know, like want to be like the guy can shred, yeah. but he's not. And a but that wasn't his thing. Yeah. And his a like his a and R guy was like, hey, look, Poison's looking for a guitar player, and he's like, oh, I don't want to go into that. He's like, no, they want somebody that'll actually write and yeah. work with them. So he came in and he brought a couple of songs to them, like that songs that they came out with Stand that was like their changeover after the party stuff where it was almost like gospel like yeah he wrote the song okay and he brought it to them and they did some tweaks and whatever happened they he got him and the drummer's fiance got caught and they literally left him on the side of the road left him Richie Kotz they put uh, his stuff off the bus and you're out that was it but from there he was able to kind of reignite his career from it that's what I was saying if not for poison Right, this it, he wouldn't be where he is. He's probably one of those guys that, like, you know, he's teaching at the at wherever and yeah. playing in the bar. It's like, School you know, rock. who knows? With the way he plays, I honestly doubt he would have ever, Not, ever been left behind like yeah. that. Yeah. If you think about, forget, you know, yeah. barring what happened with Poison, just his solo work and mm-hmm. his work with the Winery Dogs, and also Mr. Big, and Mr. That. Big, he also played with Mr. Big. Did he really? When yeah. uh, Paul Gilbert wasn't in the band, yeah. By the way, it's hard to replace somebody like Paul Gilbert. He's so very specifically talented. Yeah. He was able to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Little known fact, Richie Kotzen, when playing guitar, does not play with a pick. He yeah. plays with his fingers. All the time? All, all the time. time. Oh, no all pick, right. ever. I think he uses a pick when he's playing acoustic. Uh-huh. Kind of have to. Yeah. We're, unless you're fing- like chicken picking. Yeah. But yeah, he's amazing. Chicken picking. That is his style. I believe it's it. country style. It's just a, uh, you know. It's a weird name, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Richie Kotzen's amazing. This song is beautiful. It's it's hard. It's hard to critique songs that are so good, right? Because there's very it's little coming. That's why. That's why I'm not saying anything. Because I have nothing. You didn't hear it, did you? No, I did. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. Believe me, I listen to everything. Yeah, and like I said, and, he has other songs that'll rip your freaking but you know, heart but out. But you know this, and, and and this is not a dig at, at either of you. But sometimes you guys put songs on there. I'm like, eh, that's eh, a song. I get that. No, I get <laughs> you know that. what I mean. Because Twenty One yeah. Pilots, like, oh, it's a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it has words and music, thing. right? And I hope all these guys not die. That, in not a fire. that I didn't, I didn't like it. It's just that it, it, it's a, eh. yeah. it's not what I listen to. I get you know, that. it's a song. I, I, I can see why people like it, and and and, uh, not that I don't. Yeah, but meh, eh. I get that. <laughs> so we're gonna take a step towards the next one. Yeah.
Uh, also, by the way, the keyboard, uh, the the piano solo. Oh yeah, it's so you, it's so rare to hear piano solos in mm. modern music. Yeah, like Fender and Rhodes. It was, it, the, and it is that sound. It is yeah. the literal a uh, Fender Rhodes uh. piano. That is the sound. That, that is a total throwback sound. Like if yeah. you li- ever listen to the theme from uh, Taxi. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. what it, that's what it All is. Right. Yeah, that yeah. is that that specific yeah. keyboard. Yeah. It's f- fantastic. So now the next song is "Not Forever" by Tsunami Bomb. All right. You said you wanted to bring some stuff up. I about wanted this. to bring something very specifically up, and it's not what you think. Okay. It is not because we had mentioned Gwen Stefani's need to be Japanese now. Right. Um, I said I know this is going to sound a little racist, but this singer. Sounds like her vocal pattern reminds me of anime. She has a very Asian style vocal pattern. Really? It's a. Th- it is- I wouldn't say that, but there was something very different with her vocal pattern that is almost counterintuitive. It's to me anyway. It's counterintuitive odd, it's to odd, It's it's. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. I'm, 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 no, I, I don't understand. I what should have started with "I love this." Yeah. But there's something about the way she sings. There's there's these these kind of oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. that are specifically you specifically hear them in japanese uh female vocalists uh-huh. and japanese metal and i know she's not no these guys are california she's from band. california yeah, yeah she's a california i band. had to look it up so tsunami bomb i found them just another band that uh that i found i believe just actually no i think it was on one of those compilations you know those like uh i think they were on kung fu records and uh yes, it, it was just they were signed to kung fu it was it was just one of those ones where like you said, that that Century Media CD. Yep. This I was just going through, and this one caught me. <clears throat> and then that was the Napster, Napster, and 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 LimeWire, and all that stuff. Time. Oh, trading uh, AIDS and your computer for good music. I yeah. downloaded all their stuff. Yeah. They had it, it was demos. It was everything. And actually, I like the demo versions of some of these songs uh, better. Usually, that's what happens, right? So. Uh, Before somebody gets their hands in it. Mm-hmm. So this, so this, this band. You know, they got they they. They put it together and they needed a singer, so uh, I forget who it was. I think the drummer knew this girl. They they gave her the name Agent M. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I, I, I it I'm is not what it is because I really like this. It is what it is, right? But that's she didn't pick it. It wasn't what she went by. They just called her that to give it a little like a uh, mystique. I think her name was Amy. Uh, no, Emily. Emily. Uh, she's well. I'm getting there. So uh, they they get to you know they do they do one two. Buckle my shoe. Yeah, couldn't stop. I don't know. I think I think Sorry. they did two albums together. Okay, and then they broke up in two thousand five. I believe they broke up. Okay. Uh, I started dating Mary Jane in two thousand three. We saw them at Warp Tour in two thousand four. I believe. Uh, Mary Jane fell in love with them. Loved loved the uh, Agent M everything you know the the music everything right. So uh, fast forward a few few years later. Uh, they. She started her own band called uh, Survival Guide. Right. Her okay. name's Her name's Emily Whitehurst. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's just her. Survival Guide is just her and a piano. And uh, very Tori Amos. She opened up for, uh, uh, Social Distortion, at Mulcahy's. We went. Uh, Mary Jane loves Emily. Right. They finish. We go in the back, and she's there. And Mary Jane gets to talk to her. Oh, I'm sorry. We met her. She was signing stuff. We went and met her over there. And then we went out in the back, and she was out there. And Mary Jane talked to her for like an hour. There's pictures, this, this, and that. They exchanged 
information. That's exactly the hand signal for exchange information. <laughs> right. That's when you talk about Ragnar, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I broke Mike again. Okay. Yes. So uh <laughs> they still keep in contact. That's awesome. Mary Jane and Emily Whitehurst, yeah. She's I mean, this song is just phenomenally fun. It's yeah. As the, if you read if you read the lyrics, it's it's, it's I, I got went, a great message. Right. I went the I went the opposite way with that. Yeah. The the, the one line where she's like, you know, uh uh count on nobody and no one could let you down. Yep. You know, it's like a perfect line. It makes it's so one much... of those it's one of those perfect lines in music. Right. Right. I and everything about everything about this just feels right. But that's why I went I went this way because it was love and hate and I figured, oh shit, I didn't pick any hate ones. This is not a hate one. I know. This is just a is... Eh, you know? I could do without you. So we have one more on the list. If I may. Yes. Huh? If you can listen to the next song on this list and not feel anything, you have no soul. Yes. And this is why I actually... That's all um, I have to say. I, <laughs> I wanted to... Before I brought it up, I wanted to say, if if it comes to the song and you're not emotional right. in some way, you're heartless. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember hearing this the first time when I was a kid. You were a kid. Yeah, we were all kids. it was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, as an adult listening to this, it's it's heartbreaking. It is. And also, I have to bring it up, the largest divorce settlement in UK history. <laughs> That's why he wrote the Twice. song. That's why he wrote the song. That was the first one. I know. He then he then topped himself with the second. <laughs> all right. Tell him what it is. This is Against All Odds by Phil Collins. I was shocked when this was on the thing, and I loved it. Okay. Why so this shocked? Is, I, did, I didn't expect to see a, oh. a, a, a Phil Collins song. You know, and I was oh like, oh, God. all right. I, so awesome. I remember, because this is from the movie Against All Odds. Yeah. Uh, I don't, was it written for the movie? I don't I think believe so. so. Was it? Yeah. Fuck. But Phil Collins is a goddamn national treasure. Yes. <laughs> International. International. Because he's not from here. Yeah. He's a treasure to all countries. <laughs> uh, he was the inspector in Hook. I'm going to, every time I'm going to bring up the little facts. Why did you make a hook? Because Hook, I'm a it. dick. I don't know. <laughs> Ragnar's was, hot. I don't know what to tell you. What was that movie he did? Where was it? Bugsy. Bugsy. Okay. Yeah, he was in Bugsy too. Where he, he was. I don't. It was, it was like a, played, a train it was about robbery. Bugsy Siegel. It was like a train uh-huh. robbery or a bank robbery. Something. Bank like? robbery. Because okay. Bugsy was a uh, bank robber. Okay. So it was based on Bugsy Siegel's life. He was one of the characters in it. Um, Phil Collins is is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. He's part of one of the greatest progressive groups of all time. Yes. Um, insane drummer. Insane drummer. Insane, insane singer and writer. And also. The other part of it is like Brother Bear soundtrack. Sorry, uh, is when you look at him back in the like eighty two, eighty three, yeah. the Susu Studio days, and you can't Susu hurry Studio. love and all that. <laughs> you would never have somebody become popular today that looks like. Oh yeah, that. he's ugly. He's but that was the not beauty. ugly. He's just normal looking. He's just average. Un- he's, he's average he's... looking and unconventionally attractive. He's like a a poor a poor three a rich seven. Okay. <laughs> he's an Alabama five. He's an Alabama five. <laughs> but he he has this writing style, and this is why he ends up with the 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 largest uh divorce settlement in history. He is such an amazing writer. Yeah. That when you hear what he has to say, you fall in love a little. Mm-hmm. And then you your heart breaks when you hear what he's saying about love. Yeah. I know why two women fell for this at least. <laughs> and then whatever happened happened in their relationship, they caught they, they came to their senses. <laughs> He didn't demand a prenup, apparently, so they got a huge amount of his money. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it better, but he's so good. This this song is romantic and tragic at the same time. 
Oh yeah, it's you know what's funny is I haven't heard this song in a while, and I listened to it on my way home, and it was yeah, it was like you said, heartbreaking. It's, yeah, it's it hurts. It was hard to listen to. The song is a punch to the gut. Yeah, uh, and I love that. I love that feeling. Like, ooh, God, why? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> and I actually had initially written, "Why did you do this to us, Mike?" Why did you do this to us? <laughs> but I realized why because this is such a perfect song. Yeah. Love and hate. This is the song. Mm-hmm. Take a look at me now. There's just an empty space. Right. Oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. Right. And then there's the defeat of you coming back to me is against all odds. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to happen. I it's take. just yeah. Fucking oh crazy. God. He's so. If he could keep writing and just giving his music to somebody else or selling it to somebody else, mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Yeah. If he wrote, for, if he ghost wrote for somebody else, gave a Bertie Topin type type of thing going on, we'd have music for the next twenty years. And it, I feel like no matter what, we're missing out on on it because he's not he's retiring. And well, he's not well, right? Well, he's not well, but he can still write. Yeah, he doesn't need to be behind the drum kit. <laughs> he yeah. still has hands and a brain. Yeah, you well, fucking... you don't even need that. Look at like um, back to the Curtis, Curtis Mayfield, Mayfield conversation. Whoa, uh, Jason Becker. Yeah, I was gonna say Jason, Jason Becker, Becker has also... been suffering from ALS for more than twenty five years. Okay. I want to say it was ninety. Two that he had ninety two ninety three that he had to drop out of the David Lee Roth tour. So that's like thirty years. And that's years. when it started, and, and he's still going. Jason Becker now has no motor control from I believe the chin down. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he has motor neuron disease or uh, ALS. Yeah. Um. So he has limited motion. He but he's still writing. He's still writing with his eyes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm wow. sorry. It was Holy the way you looked, It was the way you looked at me <laughs> when you said that because you. Opened your eyes <laughs> with his eyes. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm sorry. Seriously, I didn't um, mean to laugh. His family and a they group designed of science, a way of doing it. They yeah. designed a system where they can use a grid system, and he, and looks, he can and he, look. Okay, and, and it it shows the letter or whatever letters, and, yeah, and he'll spell out the words like that. Yeah, and then it takes longer, right? But he's developed to be able to do it very. quickly. But how come they couldn't give him the Stephen Hawking robot voice? That requires the ability to use your larynx. Oh, he could. No, he's on a respirator. He's on a respirator. Oh. Um, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking was able to do that? Stephen Hawking yeah. still had use of one hand. Uh-huh. That's how he was able to type. Oh. He has no hand movement. Yeah. Gotcha. He has no, literally. Nothing. From here down. Nothing. Is paralyzed. That sucks. And he's, I mean, when you talk about a guitarist, he. He was insane. His, the first thing I had ever heard about him was. Um, cacophony? Uh, it was Cacophony and then uh, Luigi. Luigi, we're going to talk about you towards the end. Um, he brought up a video of um, Jason Becker playing uh, Far Beyond the Sun by Yngwie Malmsteen. Better than Malmsteen. Uh-huh. At like some high school performance. He was, honestly, you know, Yngwie Malmsteen's one of the fastest guitarists out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Becker was better. Cool. Yeah. And the only thing that stopped him was a debilitating genetic disease. Yeah. And they're still working on research for a cure for that. And hopefully one day they have it because things like this prevent the right. progress of great people. Yeah. I yeah. I never saw it, but I know there's a documentary out yes. about him. I believe it's called I'm Not Dead. I'm Not Dead. Uh-huh. Um, if you can find it, get your hands on it. It's like I, I like I said, I haven't seen it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. It's been it's been a. Like seeing the things like when the ALS ice bucket challenge, mm-hmm. they did that for him. I did that. Yeah, well, sucked. <laughs> well, can you imagine Jason Becker doing it? I don't know. He can't. He can't be submerged in water. Yeah, the breathing tube. So what they did is, as a joke, his family put ice packs on him. 
<laughs> and they donated money yeah, to, the, yeah. to the same research that we're all we're all looking at. Yeah. yeah. You know, that stuff is really cool. And um, I know I've known people who have suffered from ALS uh-huh. and it is it is debilitating. And yeah. to see somebody suffer like that is so horrible. But for somebody to live like that and that's oh, he is almost locked in if it mm-hmm. wasn't for his eyes. Right. He would be completely unable. Though. Yeah. Like, he can still smile, but not being able to communicate other than using this mm-hmm. very this very ingenious complicated system. Thank thank everything they have it. Cuz otherwise, I think the last 3 of his albums were written using yeah. this. And I think he had Steve Vai playing. Yeah, Steve Vai. Uh, so played. does he write the music too? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's a guitarist. He's a guitarist, oh, but the thing is... No, but I mean, that's what he writes... He like, writes, he writes the sheet music. music yeah, 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 yeah. And he can do A, B, C, D, E, F, sharp, flat. It's right, very right, easy. right, right. That's actually easier than words. So he has the music in his head, mm-hmm. and he can't fucking do anything about it. He that can. Sucks. He has been doing well, it. Well, no, but yeah, I mean... But he can't. Yeah. He can't actually actuate But imagine notes. how hard that's got to be, being a musician and not mm-hmm. being able to do it yourself. But imagine when you say, I want to do it, and As guys somebody, like Steve yeah. Vai go, yeah, I'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Not asking for money, just wanting to yeah. do it. Yeah. There's, there's actually a video floating around, If you you, fi- you can find it on YouTube, where, because um, Kotzen was friends with him. Yes. That he went over and he's playing guitar for him on his birthday. Yeah, yeah. You know? I've seen that too. So the reason I know about Jason Becker is because of Luigi. Uh, we've talked about Luigi, the awkward cassette tape handling. You've met Luigi. <laughs> yeah. So Luigi's a cool dude. And I wanted to give a moment to promo his band, the Weege. I hate that I have to say it like that. <laughs> that they're, they picked the name. He didn't pick the name. The really? other guys in the so band. So it's not like, named after him? No. Well, it is. Oh. But they're like, yeah, it's the Weege. So Luigi's band, the Weege, has an album out now. It's on Bandcamp. Um, it's uh, six songs, five songs. Um Based on um, pop songs, hip-hop songs, some metal stuff, some rock stuff, but jazz improvisational. All right. Very cool, very avant-garde, very, very wild. I highly suggest you search it out, you try it. If you don't like it, show it to somebody else. They might like it. Cool. I want I want him to be known for this because he is so good. And the band that he's with, it's a trio. Mm-hmm. They are so good. Awesome. And it was a live room recording. You know, it was that kind of energy. And it deserves they any, to they be... have any sirens in the back like we do? Yes. Yes, probably not. No, they probably had a good isolation <laughs> room with, you know, decent acoustics. Uh, we're recording in what used to be the upstairs apartment of my parents' house <laughs> because it's an extra empty room. Um, yeah, I back to Phil Collins. Phil Collins is amazing, and uh, I will sing his praises all day long. That is a hill I will die on for Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. I because love of the largest... Divorce settlement. settlement. That's the only reason, and no. also Fuck. the greatest pop song ever written. Oh, in the air tonight. Wait, pop song. Which one? Easy Lover. Oh, Easy Lover. That's right. Greatest pop song ever written. That is that is the hill he meanwhile, will die on. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm staring daggers at you. Yeah, with that. stare at me all you want. The problem is Phil Collins has been responsible for some of the greatest songs in history. True. He has the deer falling through uh, a jungle set. <laughs> The best drum, the best drum fill ever. Oh, I watched that 40 times in a row on my fucking porch and laughed every time. Uh, he is responsible for Genesis with Peter Gabriel. And when Peter Gabriel leaves a band, that should be the end of the band. Yeah. Because he's very out there and very avant-garde. Not the end. Not the end at all. He just moved on. Yeah. And they, they let him up front and he deserved to be up front. <laughs> and maybe he can't dance, but fucking it's amazing. He also did the Brother Bear soundtrack. I don't know what to tell you. 
fucking he's a Disney guy. He's one of like Elton John did the Disney shit. Phil Collins did the Disney shit. Elton John did it better. I'm sorry. But Phil Collins is right there with him. You know who never did Disney? Hmm. Rangor or whatever the fuck Ragnar, his name Ragnar's over. Too cute. <laughs> Too cute for it. You notice there's a there's a theme between Elton John and Phil Collins, not the prettiest men in the world. Pasty Ragnar, British too guys? cute. Pasty British guys. I was going to make another joke, but it's not necessary. On that note, <laughs> I think we've said enough this week. Or perhaps not enough. No, enough. No, it's been enough. <laughs> so uh, you've been listening to Mike and Dave hit the stage with our special guest, Mike the Angry Wizard. We got to get you a new nickname. Yeah. <laughs> We're keeping it for these, but we got to find you a better nickname. So, uh, yet again, we have a uh, website. It's uh, hitthestagepodcast.com. You can find just about everything on there. Uh, you can find the episodes. You can write a review. You can look at our ugly mugs and read our stupid bios. <laughs> you can also submit uh, questions yes. via audio. You can either write it or or you can leave us a little message uh, aud- audibly. Audibly? And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, we can answer it or, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll figure out all this stuff and we'll be able to play it. But uh, you can also find us on Instagram. I'm uh, Nugs29. And I am Basher.exe. And yet again, Mike does not have any social media. You can find him on Tinder. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) J-Date. Wrong one. Wrong one. No, I'm being nice. Tinder, (laughs) J-Date, and FarmersOnly.com. Oh, my God. He had a Christian mingle, but they said you can't use the name Come Get Some. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, see you later, people. Hail Halford. We love you. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Fuck Cheryl Crow.